0: So one of the things that I've been enjoying in the mornings is my chlorilla water. Shout out to my midwife. But anyway, y'all, let's talk about my journey to paying off over $70,000 in debt in just a couple of years. It's, It's been a journey, you guys. It has been a journey. If you've ever been in debt and if you've ever owed anyone money, you know exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to just always feeling like I have something over my shoulder, right? There's just something about debt. But before we get into that story, I wanted to share a little bit about my background. Uh, So I was born and raised in Jamaica. I know a lot of you guys have figured that out. (laughs) Sometimes it comes out of my accent. Um, And sometimes for some reason, people don't believe me when I say I was born and raised in Jamaica. So I migrated to the United States when um, back in 2013. Right. So back in 2013, I migrated to the U.S. And, you know, if you were ever raised in that type of culture, whether you know, you're know you Jamaican or just from anywhere in the Caribbean or in any country, really in Africa for the majority, especially I know for like countries in West Africa, you know how important like having actual cash is. We don't necessarily rely on credit the way the Western world relies on credit. I can only speak for the US and I'm sure like the UK is somewhat similar in some parts of Europe, but it's heavily dependent on cash, right? So it's like, if you don't have the cash, that usually means that you can't afford things. So I grew up in that culture. I did not learn much about managing credit, building a credit score, stuff like that, debt stuff like that. And even homes in Jamaica. Yes, they have like the mortgage system, but it's a completely different system than like here in the Western world where they go by like credit plus like employment history, stuff like that. It's completely different. And a lot of homes are also built from scratch with just cash. Right. But I say that to say the reason why I shared that background is because not to blame it on me getting in debt. But it's funny because, you know, when I came here to the U.S. and then at 18 years old and I finally had access to credit, I was like, man, like, this is great. You know, yes. One thing that I knew, though, and one thing that I always did was paid my bills on time. And so fortunately, I was able to maintain good credit in my early years up until the point where I was able to buy my first home at 23, which was a blessing. But the thing that I did wrong was I got too excited thinking, oh, I have great credit, you know, I have a good job, I can take out this loan, I can just put this on my credit card. Almost every purchase I made, I was putting it on my credit card and deceiving myself, telling myself that, you know, I'll just pay it back. In reality, I didn't always pay the full thing back. I would only pay a portion. And that is completely the wrong way to go about managing credit. Credit is not bad, you guys. I, If you follow my channel, you know that I share and I talk about building business credit and the benefits of business credit and stuff like that. But you guys, the key thing to focus on is how we manage credit. So in the perfect world, how it should really go is you use, let's say you have a, let's say a $5,000 credit line, right? A credit limit that you are giving. Let's say this month, I don't know, you went on a shopping spree and you decided to spend $300. In the perfect world, what you're supposed to do is pay that $3,000 off, not by the due date, but by the statement period ending date so that you're not accumulating interest, okay? Funny enough, I kind of, Realized that over time, like I I ended up working in the financial industry very early. And so I started learning. I think working in the financial industry to kinda help with um giving me more awareness and stuff like that when it comes to reading credit reports, stuff like that. But I just didn't put it to practice, y'all. Let's just be real, okay? <laughs> I knew some stuff, but I was just like, I'm just gonna do me. Right. The most important thing, the only thing that I cared about at that time was paying my bills on time and paying some stuff down when I could. But you guys, I would have my limits, even though I knew the rule of thumb was to keep your balances less than 30 percent, keep your utilization ratio less than 30 percent, all the good stuff. I still wasn't doing that okay (laughs) let's just be real y'all I should have written a script for this video because I do definitely go off track sometimes but yes in the perfect world that's how you want to do things pay things off by the end of the statement or the close of the statement period date so that you're not paying interest right have you ever like paid off a, a credit card at a certain point but like the following month for some reason they still hit you with A small balance and you're like what's this I paid my credit card off that's the interest okay that's because you did not pay the balance off by the end of the statement period date but that's a whole nother thing so you guys I was not really doing so let's fast forward for a little bit so I bought my house my first home in 2018 right I was 23 don't try to do the math of my age uh, and it's really interesting how that came to be, because let me tell you, God is truly faithful. OK, I can go on and on about my, about my backstory and my journey and, you know, first coming here to the United States with barely anything, maybe two suitcases. And that's a whole nother story. I had to move out very early before I was 19 um, and was on my own since 19 years old. And I was pretty much renting, right? Then I was living with roommate here and there. And then I decided to get my own place, own apartment, maybe at the age 21. Finally, I was like, you know what? I like my own space. I wasn't ready to purchase a home or anything because it just sounded like a lot of work and a lot of responsibility, especially at that age, even though I had good credit. And I was in a decent career at the time. I didn't make a lot of money, but I made pretty okay money for my age. So after renting my own apartment for about a year at the age of about 21, um, that's after living with roommates and stuff like that, when my lease was coming up, I was like, you know what? Let me, why not just buy a house? You guys, it was the strangest thing, the strangest thought that came to me at 22. I was, I guess, 22 at the time. And I was like, instead of renting my lease and paying all this rent, Why don't I just buy a house? And when I did the calculation and the math based on how much mortgage I could afford, based on the income that I made Okay. My audio kicked out for a second, but when I did the math and everything, my mortgage was going to end up being cheaper than paying rent. And I was like, OMG, this is a no-brainer. So what I did was I scraped up some chunk change savings that I had, uh, not that much at the time, and I also put it together with my tax return, y'all. Some of y'all will be using your tax returns for full... Yeah, I don't know what is happening today. My battery just died as well. Um, but like I said, I was taking out loans and everything like that to pay for... Um, like a couple of upgrade stuff. Fortunately, the house that I bought, most of the major equipment stuff were new. The appliances were all new with warranty. The roof was new. The heater was new. Uh, the AC was new. The HVAC system. Those things, at least I knew I didn't have to spend money on them for at least a few years, and that was really important to me. It was literally turnkey and moving and ready. but I wanted to add a couple of recessed lightings and everything like that. Fast forward about a year after that, or less, I was in transition, right? So, from the financial industry to, I decided at the time to join the United States Air Force and also become a flight attendant simultaneously. That was an interesting journey. But what's funny about this story is if you've ever read my book, The BMB Boss Basics, I shared a little bit about that. Y'all, literally, the day I got back from vacation, I had planned on submitting my resignation letter because I, ha- I had already gotten uh, a contingent job offer with the mainline airline and I already had plans on joining the Air Force a couple months after that. Um, this was January. And the day I got back from vacation, I lost my job. (laughs) That's a whole nother story, I won't get into it. But I was going on that vacation, okay? I already booked my ticket, paid for stuff. It was a trip to Europe at the time. I went to Paris and Amsterdam, and I really don't regret the trip. But the problem was, even though I had planned on resigning, I had planned on resigning like a month after or maybe a few weeks after. So I wanted a smooth transition. I wrote up a really nice resignation letter saying if they needed me to help with training and all of that because I believe that at the time I was a valued employee, right? I produced a lot and everything. And so I was willing to help with any training or anything like that to make the process smooth. Additionally, in regards to paycheck, right? I was not expecting to have that cut in pay immediately i was hoping to ride the waves out for the next few weeks before i like went to transitioning so i said that to say because of that i was forced to start side hustling so i had to side hustle my way y'all to pay my bills from lift to i used to do plant-based like meal prepping for people um about maybe a year or two prior to that and so I went back into that and it was very fulfilling for me because I was doing my own thing I was making my own money and honestly even though it was a hard time for me somewhat with not having that consistent income y'all I can't tell you how much peace I felt with not having to drive an hour to work and drive an hour back and deal with the stress of work and only getting like a 30 minute break and all of that stuff right even though I was forced to make things happen with these side hustles, it was still so... I was still content, y'all. And it's only by the grace of God. And God really showed up and proved to me that he is my ultimate resource. You know, a lot of times we think it's this and that, and it's a job, and we are stressing ourselves out, but the reality is God is truly the ultimate resource, okay? He can literally, I know it sounds cliche in whichever, and we hear it in songs, but he can literally make a way out of no way. And I am telling y'all, you know, I only worked maybe a few hours a day, maybe four or so Sometimes I'll get up super early. I'll do lift like early in the morning so I can get like those airport rides and stuff like that. And then I'll like spend like a few hours in the gym. And y'all, let me tell you, I could not really do that before, right? Because I was working. And yes, sometimes I'll still go to the gym, but it was only for maybe like an hour or so. The gym that I was going to at the time to have like a pool, sauna, and stuff like that. And I was able to just really focus on self-care during this time. And I was reading the word of God more and I was just being drawn close to God more and yeah it was just a peaceful beautiful time in my life so I had to share that I may be going off a little bit off topic but I really had to share that because I just want to encourage somebody out there right now like if you're in a low season of your life you feel like uh, the income is not coming in how you want it to or you may have just lost your job with how this economy is going good lord like prices are going up let me tell you truly trust God like yes use the talents and the skills that god has given you like dig deep okay whether or not you believe it you have skills and talents that it takes to earn some extra income but in the midst of all of that while you're doing that trust god okay trust that god is going to make a way out of what seems to be no way and so i had to share that with y'all but long story short Uh, A few months after that, I finally started like my training program for the mainline airline that I started to work with, that I joined the Air Force Reserve and everything. And income was, that transition was really hard. Even though I started, the income was tight because with the training program, during training, um... I was getting somewhat paid, but it was very minimum wage compared to what I was making in the financial field, right, for the training period, which was about eight weeks or something. Uh, Fortunately, it was something because at the time, I know some airlines didn't even pay for training, but fortunately, you know, there was room on board and I was at least getting something, but it was still hard to keep up with bills, y'all and I got behind on some stuff I'll be honest y'all this I am being truthful and honest here and it takes a lot to come on here and to say hey you know such and such and this is just me being open and honest yes it is easier to share when you somewhat have gotten out of that Um, not so easy to share while you are in it because of um, pride or just being embarrassed right And so I was a little bit behind on some stuff and Lord, you know, the loans that I took out, yes, maybe i could afford it at a time when i was like working that full-time job but when when you're in transition and not making consistent income and once your income drops significantly it's hard to keep up with the things that you typically would keep up with and so i wasn't able to pay some of those things which was unfortunate so fast forward um while i started to really like fly consistently um with the airlines that i was with i wasn't really at home i was yeah i was hustling i was Traveling all over the world, like the different countries, you name it, I was going there, right? And I decided at a time to get a roommate, which was a blessing because my roommate pretty much was like paying half my mortgage. I included all utilities and everything. So it was a win-win for both of us. She was a med student and everything. So that worked out. And so that kind of helped a little bit. And then after that, I decided to do Airbnb. now. This was maybe like in 2019 or something like that. 2018, 2019. I thought that Airbnb is something that you could do only like if you own the house and most people will just do it um, with just by renting out a room or something. That's what I was thinking. I wasn't thinking much of it. I just heard about it or something and then looked it up and I was like, oh, I can rent out this extra room in my house. So I threw an air mattress in there. I share that in my book as well. I'll be sure to have the link of that book in the description below. And so I threw literally, you guys, an air mattress, okay, a queen size air mattress in there. And I was explicit with the details in the listing that, hey, you will be sleeping on an air mattress and everything. And people were okay with that, you guys. I was still getting five-star reviews and people loved the home and how it felt homey and everything. And so that helped me pay a bill or two, okay, per month. There wasn't anything crazy, but it helped me to pay a couple bills. Then fast forward about a year after that, uh, by this time I had gotten married, I had started to learn more about uh airbnb and everything as an actual business and so i decided to take that seriously and i won't get too much into that i shared a video here where i presented this crazy idea to my husband to let's stay in the garage for a little bit while we turn this entire home into an airbnb space which somehow he agreed with my crazy idea well, staying in the garage was not that sustainable. So we eventually decided, hey, let me, we're going to need to find somewhere to go because this place is being booked. And we we it became a point where we could not go back into the home, really, because we were so booked. And so we decided to move out of state, uh, which is something that I wanted to do anyway. I didn't see myself living um, in the state of New Jersey forever. But again, you can just check out that story here. Um, and so I... just went head on with this airbnb business and then eventually airbnb arbitrage where when we moved out of state we started doing it with apartments and stuff like that with doing short term rental we made that the property made enough money to cover the mortgage to cover all the utilities and we still had some left over and that's the beauty of real estate you guys whether you were a long term um whether you deal with long-term leasing or short-term leasing the tenants right the tenants basically pays the mortgage which is a win-win situation and i won't get into the details too much of like the difference and stuff like that but overall i just want to say you are never too young to invest in real estate at the time i thought to myself oh i'm a little young but i'm glad i did it anyway uh you can do it at 21 you can do 20 as long as you have the maturity some level of maturity and maybe some type of mentorship and guidance but do it while you're young because i'm telling you the thing with real estate it eventually appreciates i mean yes sometimes things happen with the market and we never know what will happen but um it can be so beneficial you know fast forward long story short um i was doing side hustles so while i was doing the short-term rental thing People kept coming to me about mentorship and stuff like that, consulting. For a long time, I was just doing free consultation. I was just giving my time away for free because I was like, hey, you know, I don't mind. This is what's supposed to be read. So for me personally, right, at the time, I didn't mind like just sharing my knowledge and expertise uh, with people. I feel like there's always enough for everyone, but I was doing it a lot. You know, but after a while, I was like consistently just getting on calls with people like for 30 minutes to an hour, just for them to pick my brain, right? And not expecting anything in my child. So I did that for a very long time. And then after a while, I was like, it's kind of like a burnout because at the end of the day, sometimes people even book a call with me and not show up. <laughs> Y'all, please don't do that, okay? <laughs> don't do it to me, don't do it to somebody else. I have some integrity. Well, I wouldn't go as far as to say integrity, but the courtesy to say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to, this call whichever we take the time out of our day to accommodate you to accommodate this free phone call and then you not show up so after a while it was like a burnout and i was like you know what i need to create a system around this in place so it's not um just me getting on a free call with somebody and so i started to like package my expertise and i would still offer free calls but they were just a lot shorter i've created a couple of different programs and i um, and I invested as well in mentorship and coaching of how to package my expertise because at the end of the day, it only made sense, right? Instead of like getting on the phone with this person, that person, this person, sometimes this person doesn't show up. Why not create a more seamless system where I can just package my expertise? And so I did that and that became extra income as well. Um, again, like I said, as well as my short term rentals. Companies were also reaching out to me to like partner with me and stuff like that. So that created extra income as well. And it was just an overflow. And my YouTube channel as well at the time, especially last year, Summer OMG, it, I didn't know what happened. And so I was getting quite a bit of income from that. And I decided, I was like, I am determined to get out of this debt that I had got myself into. And so I was putting a lot of that income towards uh, like my debt and everything like that in just a couple months I paid off maybe $20,000 in debt um, last year and another thing that I did was budgeting so I'll share with you guys a little bit here um, on my screen how what my spreadsheet looked like so yes I could use the fancy software but I decided to just go old school and put all like our debt stuff in this spreadsheet on this excel sheet so i could really see let me tell you something it makes such a huge difference when you actually put your debt on paper it's not easy okay i know trust me i have also been there where you don't want to look at your bank account or you don't want to look at your credit card statement like trust me i have been there you don't want to open the bill because what you you know what you're going to see is not going to be pretty but you have to face it unless you face it, you're never going to get out of it. You're never going to get out of that debt. And so I challenge you today to actually write down your debt. Think about everything. So whatever your goal is to pay off, whether that's to pay off your car, pay off credit cards, stuff like that, student loans, write it down. Don't guess. Actually, go look at the statements. See how much you owe the balance and maybe even write down the interest rates. And y'all, the interest rates will shock you and I know for a lot of people some people don't even know what the interest rate is that they're paying on on a loan And if you're somebody who's trying to pay off debt, you'll know that there's so many different um, debt payoff methods out there. But what I think that I would also encourage you to do is look at the interest rates. Okay. You know, you have the snowball method and all of that. But look at the interest rates. And if some interest rates seem ridiculous to you, try to tackle that debt first. Because sometimes the minimum payment that you're paying towards that thing ain't going nowhere. Okay. It's not doing anything. So try to tackle that first, and um, write it down on paper. I don't want to go off track too much, but write that debt down on paper. It makes such a big difference when you when you can actually see it, and as you pay it off. You can, you know, reduce the numbers or cross it out. It's just such a fulfilling feeling to be able to do that. It's just like setting goals, right? When you set goals, you don't want to only just have the goals in your head because it gets lost in our heads. Like we think about like a million and one things every single day, but there's something about writing your goals down, whether it's, you know, in notes on your phone, on a sheet of paper, which is the best. It's something about pen and paper, you guys, or a marker to a chalkboard or whatever it is um it's something about writing it down the same thing just like how you write down your goals and you can see it write down your debt so that you can see it and as you progress along the way you make those updates so i was doing that and i think that's one of the things that really compelled me to pay that off because when i saw it i was like oh mg i had my car which is a whole other story with my car y'all because a few years ago about five years ago, my car was upside down because I had another car note, and then I traded it in and got another car, and it was upside down, if you knew anything about that, okay? Um, and so it was ridiculous to have that balance on my car loan being upside down. I shouldn't have had such a high balance on my car loan. Yeah, the credit cards, man, and everything. Fortunately, so I did college. I went to college, but fortunately, I paid my way through college with the help of, I had some financial aid, and at the time, the financial institution that I was working with, they offered a reimbursement program, which I truly took advantage of. Um, so what would happen was every semester, as long as I got, I think, a B or an A or a B for each class they would reimburse me a hundred percent so I would pay for the class and then at the end of the semester they would reimburse me a hundred percent if I got an A or a B if I got a C they would reimburse me 90 percent or something like that so I truly took advantage of that y'all and fortunately I didn't end up having any student loans then as I started to like grow my business I started to somewhat leverage business credit I was, y'all, I was hustling, okay? I was truly grinding. And I'm definitely not in that season of my life anymore where I'm just like hustling and super tired all the time and not taking care of myself. I'm definitely not there anymore by the grace of God. Um, But there was a season of my life where I was truly grinding. And the sad part is, is that there were some moments or there were some times where I felt like I was grinding so much and I still was not necessarily seeing the fruit of my labor. Y'all, that's huge because there has to be a balance, right? So um, in the past, I talk about how rest is also a form of productivity sometimes we feel like especially now with social media it can be a little bit noisy and it makes us feel like oh we're not grinding and we're we're not flying here and flying there and doing this conference and doing that and we're 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 not doing much in life and we really got to be careful of what we digest on social media because it's not reality Being burnt out is not truly living. Being burnt out all the time is not truly living. I do understand that there's sometimes, there comes like a season in our life where we kind of have to pick things up a little bit, right? But it can't be like that all the time. God didn't mean for us to be just hustling, hustling, grinding, grinding, and not having any peace and not having any rest. That is not how God intended us to live, y'all. And so um, I'm no longer really at that season of my life. I'm at a season of my life right now where I can, um, I I enjoy the fruits of my labor. So fast forward as well, y'all, you know, after about four or five, about four years of being a flight attendant, I decided to quit my flight attendant job, uh, you know, last year back in September. Like if you know anybody who's a flight attendant or have ever been there or done that, you know how that life can be can be very spontaneous, very fast, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed especially the beginning days of it because you know I was traveling all over the place. I never know some days, some days I never know what city I'll be, I'll be in Atlanta this minute and then for you know what, a few hours later I'm in Paris or something or I'm in West Africa, you know, or just a different city in the United States, a random city that I may I would have never decided to go. And so there were some good times, I'll say that, but the lifestyle wasn't always glamorous and it, it, it had its due season. Um, God is so good, y'all, because in 2022, I've made the most money in business that I've ever made. So I've always had an entrepreneurial spirit. Like Even though I have worked jobs and stuff like that, it was never that fulfilling to me. It doesn't how small what I was doing was. Like at one point, y'all, I was selling CMOS products and elderberry stuff things like that on like Etsy and like you name it you guys I have done it and I'm always trying different things because I get bored easily and I just like to be doing my own thing on my own time without somebody telling me what to do I've just always been that independent person with that entrepreneurial spirit if you know anything about that and so last year um, my business just exceeded my expectation blew out the water, y'all. Let me tell you, my gross income last year, it wasn't even a full year, hit six figures, you guys. And I was like, man, after all these years of trying this and trying that and trying this, I finally kind of figured it out. That was a blessing. and. Let me tell you, I decided to quit my job like about September, but that's something that I thought about for about a year, okay? After a while, I just didn't want to do the whole commuting to, to another state just to work. And when I was doing the math with the hours that I was actually spending at work, like on company's time, comparing to what I was making, I mean, it depends on what you're used to income-wise. It may seem like, hey, this is, this is you know... Decent money, this is good money. You get to travel for free. I I would take my husband sometimes on long layovers with me. One of the last trips he did with me was an Argentina trip where we spent like two full days in Argentina for a layover, which was really nice. Uh, So I enjoyed those moments, and I'm happy that my husband was able to experience some of that with me. But after a while, I was just like, This is not what I want for the rest of my life, and I knew that eventually I wanted to have children and raise children. I'm not saying that you can't have children with with this type of job. That is absolutely not what I'm saying. Um, I know a lot of people who have been doing this for years um, that still love it, right? They're in their 40s, their 50s. They have families. They have homes and they love it. It's just not necessarily for everyone. You can still have a family and do this type of job, right? Being in the aviation industry, a pilot, whichever. But how I wanted to raise my children and the presence that I wanted to have in my home, I knew that there was no way I could be flying all the time and do that. I knew that God was calling me to something different. And y'all, I just wanted to kind of slow down. I just kind of wanted to do things on my own time. I no longer wanted to clock in on somebody else's time. And I no longer wanted to be working 12 and 16 hours and being mad that my layover was only 10 hours and then had to wake up three o'clock in the morning for a 4 a.m. pickup and stuff like that. I just no longer wanted to deal with that lifestyle and so that's one of the reasons why I quit my job. I think last year I did share a little bit about me quitting my job. You can check that out over here but it was one of the best things that I did. Honestly, I'm not saying that to say it y'all. I'm truly not saying that to say it Do I miss my job? Sometimes, yes. I bawled, okay? When I was submitting my resignation, it took me so long to do it, and I I truly broke down. It was like grief. Um, If you've ever been in the aviation industry or ever been a flight attendant, it's not just a regular job. It's like a lifestyle. So it becomes a part of you. And so when you decide to walk away from that or you lose it involuntarily, you grieve that loss. Okay. And so it was really hard for me. That's why it took me a year to decide to actually let it go. And so, y'all, you know, a lot of people won't understand. But the job also gets lonely as well, you know. It seems like it doesn't because you're greeting all these people and all of that. But sometimes when you get to your layover, you know, if the crew doesn't want to hang out and stuff like that, you're just in your hotel room. I remember one day I was literally in my hotel room and out of nowhere, I this depression just came out over me. And I was talking to my husband on the phone and I was crying. I think I was in New York and that didn't even make it any better because I do not like New York. I was in a hotel room in New York at the time and I was crying. I was so sad. It makes me choke up now thinking about it y'all I was so sad, you guys, and I was crying, and I could not understand the tears were just uncontrollable, and I was just crying and um unless you have been in that field, you know unfortunately, there are flight attendants as well who come suicide so- in their hotel rooms and stuff like that, okay not to not to come on here to share anything negative, but it's just a reality. the lifestyle can be so lonely um. But anyway, I won't get into that too much, but I just share that to say that I just knew it was time for me to give it up. And my husband was very supportive about it because he knew, he was that one person who knew how exhausted I looked and and how tired I was sometimes when I came back from a trip. And you know, yeah, the free flights were nice and he enjoyed it too, but he was like, I understand. Fortunately, he um, he encouraged me and assured me that, you know what, I think you're doing the right thing, babe. Like, it makes sense. Like. And it only made sense too. like my income, what I was making from home online, like I really didn't have to work if I thought about it. Right. Like it was nice to have that extra income and I could continue with that extra income plus my business income. So I'm not here to tell you, oh, as soon as your business start, doing Well, quit your job. Please don't do that. OK, make sure that it makes sense for you. Um, Based on your lifestyle and the support that you have and all of that it just has to make sense in a full-time job a w-2 job can definitely be beneficial can help you to um, expedite the process of you paying off debt or just achieving a financial goal or Acquiring assets and stuff like that, right? Take advantage of your full-time job. I was just saying, you know for my well-being For my physical and emotional well-being. It was what was best for me But anyway, long story short, I was able to quit my job. We took a long trip to Bali, Indonesia, which I shared here as well, which you can go check out. We spent um, about a month and some change, and then we went right to Bangkok, to Thailand. Uh, And man, if I was flying as a flight attendant, there is no way, unless I was maybe on some type of leave. Yes, if I was on some type of leave, then I could have done it. But normally, I wouldn't have been able to take such a long trip. It was so freeing, y'all. If you ever need a break in life, go to Bali, Indonesia. Like, I've been to so many countries, so many cities, and there's something about Bali, Indonesia, y'all. Like, the people there are just so, so amazing. I don't want to get off track too much, but if you've never been to Bali, Indonesia, and you need a mental break, and you want to free your mind a little bit, Bali, Indonesia is the place to go. Not in the middle of the traffic, though. Like, that Shanggu traffic traffic can be a little bit cray-cray the outskirts may be better. Um, but anyway, long story short, so I used some of my income as well from the money that I made for my business. So again, that was gross. And so I reinvested into my business, uh, coaching. I invested into mentorship programs so that I can learn additional systems and processes to grow my business and all of that. And then I was able to pay off some debt. And then this year, y'all, after about three years of doing Airbnb with that property in New Jersey and everything, we decided, even though it was doing well, it was doing really well. We were always booked and We were always super host. I've been able to maintain my super host status like back to back to back. People loved the place. And even though we were making really good money from it, how the market appreciated, fortunately for us, I'm okay with doing things out of state. Like we've been running that property out of state for about two years, and it's been doing really well. Once you set, once you set up and implement the right systems and teams, uh, which I teach like in my uh, course, and you know I talk about in my book as well, you're golden, right? The key is implementing the right systems and teams, and so even that was doing well. The market appreciated so much and so well, we were like, you know what, let's pull out. And I kind of wanted to pull out of that market anyway and focus on another market. So basically like transferring equity, pretty much as my realtor would put it. And so I decided to sell that property. And that that was an incredible flip. Okay, that was an incredible flip with no capital gains because I lived in the property for at least two years of the five years. Um, you can look that up somewhere on the IRS website, <laughs> and so we didn't have to we didn't have to worry about capital gains or anything like that. So it was just the perfect flip, and so I was able to use some of that proceeds as well for my final final debt payment. Had some left over, and now able to reinvest that money as well into. Um, other real estate. So it was all a blessing. Like, investing in that property at the age of 23 was worthwhile. And I always said that I would never sell that home because that was my first home. It's like my first baby. But it was what was best. Like, yeah, you can do the whole refinance thing, cash out, whichever. I know all of that. But what was best for us at the time was to just completely uh, come out of that market. I wanted to do-over, and I knew exactly what I needed to do. It's almost like, you ever... Have you ever been in a season of your life where you know what you're supposed to be doing, but you're just not doing it? Or you just feel like you're just lacking something in order to be able to do that? And so that's how I felt. But I'm at a place right now, y'all, where, you know, I'm expecting my first child um, in October. And I'm just like, there's no way. I want to teach my child and my children, future children, principles of money, right? The psychology of money. It's a psychological thing, too. If you really think about it, like how we spend money and how we think about holding on to money um, or belief, our belief system about investing, stuff like that. A lot of it is psychological. And so my goal is to, you know, unlike how I grew up, I want to teach my children about fundamentals of money, Okay, how to manage credit build credit properly, Manage how to manage credit, manage debt, all of that, and I would, how to not have debt, really, okay? That's my goal in life, y'all, and I'm just happy to be able to just have that do-over, just to feel free again, to feel at peace, and um, to not have this, not have debt over my head, and the worry that, oh, I have to pay this, and I have to pay that, and I have to pay this. I can be at peace (laughs) again it feels so good and so i wanted to share this to encourage somebody out there that it's doable if it means taking on that extra side hustle you know or packaging your expertise and using the skills and the talents that god has given you to make some extra money to pay that debt off do it and just know that it's only for a season and it's for a good reason as well because trust me once you no longer have that debt over your head OMG, it's nothing like it. Like right now, y'all, not only have my, you know, credit score increased tremendously and I'm able to save more and, you know, a lot of those credit cards that I paid off were like high limits. Am I gonna get back into that debt? Absolutely not. I'm more committed now and completely way more aware when it comes to managing credit and making it work for you because credit can be a beautiful thing, right? Having credit cards can pay you if you're using it the right way. If they offer like cash back and stuff like that, you can make money from, you know, having credit cards, but you just have to use it wisely. And so I'm happy that I'm able to just have a complete do-over and you do what works for you, right? I know sometimes people may pay off credit cards and they'll cut it up and They'll, you know, either cut it up and close it, whichever you do, what works for you. You know yourself. You know if you're going to get back into that cycle, if you have access to that card. Uh, Sometimes what you could do is not close the card, but maybe cut it up or something like that. You know, out of sight, out of mind, kind of like that. Don't take it with you when you go shopping, (laughs) you know. That can kind of help you, too, to not get back into that cycle of getting into debt. I know this video is a little bit long, y'all. Thanks for listening. Um, but that's that's mostly what was on my heart. That was my journey to paying off over $70,000 uh, in debt. Hopefully this video inspired you. Um, and just know that all things are possible, okay? Everybody's story is different. My journey to paying off debt is going to look completely different from yours. Okay? So one thing that you should do as well is compare your where you are right now to anyone else's if you have even more debt to pay off with less income still don't let that discourage you you can absolutely do it you can do all things Uh, one of my favorite scriptures i have it right here philippians i can do all things through jesus christ who strengthens me i'm a firm believer in jesus christ and you can do it okay so don't let the income that you make right now or the of debt that you have right now discourage you from going after paying that debt off and let me tell you it's such a freeing feeling to not have that debt over your shoulders um i know i've probably said that before but it is truly freeing and i do believe that you know it's not in god's will for us to barely can make ends meet and owe all of these debt collectors right that's not in god's will for us Neither do most of us have that desire, right? I'm sure that you don't wake up thinking, oh, you know, I want to have so much debt that I can barely pay my bills. I can barely enjoy life and barely do things that I really want to do. Nobody really wakes up thinking that unless something is wrong with you, right? And so I do believe that it is God's will for us to live peaceful lives. Live simple, peaceful lives, right? Regardless of how much money you make, right? If you make six figures, great. Seven figures, great. If you make $50,000 per year, great. But you can still live a rich, peaceful life regardless of how much money you make, believe it or not. Because it's all about, you know, living below our means, as they like to say, and not having a whole bunch of debt, right? It's one thing to make, you know, $50,000, or let's say $100,000, and 70% of it is going towards debt. Right, so regardless of how much you make, you can still live a peaceful, content, and rich life. I hope that this video blessed y'all. It took a lot for me to share that journey with you all. And uh, if you have any questions, feel free to um, leave me a comment below. And if you want to learn more um, about business overall, <laughs> business tips, business gems, and all of that, be sure to subscribe to this channel and hit that notification bell as well so that whenever I post a new video, you will be the first to know. And in the coming months, I may be sharing some lifestyle videos as well. Y'all may not hear from, from me towards like the end of the year because I'm expecting my first baby and i want to give most of my focus to that um but let me know in the comments below if you want me to share more lifestyle videos as well um but in the meantime y'all it's a go shy baby it was an absolute pleasure let's continue to get our lives together <laughs> and i'll see you guys later be blessed bye